And we are live, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Space, Time, and Energy. This is your girl, Jada. And I'm Chantelle Adana, at Chantelle Adana, on all social media platforms. I'm so excited for the conversation today. Um, Jada and I were just having a heart-to-heart prior to, and we kind of segued into the topic of today, which is going to circle around the interview that Oprah did with Meghan and Harry Markle. I know that you guys are probably overhearing about this, but we're going to come from a different perspective. And it's really funny because for me, I know I'm going to talk about two different sides because when I listened to it, I felt one way. And then after I felt another way. I can definitely agree with feeling one way and then kind of letting it resonate, letting it cook a little bit, researching more. And it definitely changed my opinion of what things may look like. What we were just talking about is caring about what other people think and having certain beliefs based on what we believe that other people see us as. And I think that Megan has definitely gone through a huge transition, a huge change, culture shock, if you will, when she first met Harry and, you know, but it's not even just meeting him, but being introduced to the royal family, having to go in without knowing the proper etiquette. This is a big deal, you know? (laughs) I didn't even, you know, like you said, doing research and stuff, I didn't even know how serious it was. I didn't know that once you're in the royal family, like in the royal family, you basically lose your identity and they essentially own you. Like, I didn't know you lost your passport, your ID, and, you know, basically everything who you were previously is gone. Let's kind of just start from the beginning and what we what we kind of feel about the interview overall. I'll say that when the interview first started, <laughs> I was kind of thrown off by Oprah's demeanor toward Megan because and I felt like... Yeah, because I felt like, you know, some of the questions she was asking, she was definitely pressing her on trying to get more answers or trying to get like names from certain people. I guess we can say that because she is a TV personality, she has her own show that garners millions of viewers. I'm guessing, uh, I mean, you have to say she, she is paid to do and ask certain questions, act a certain way. And even if those questions or actions of hers make somebody else uncomfortable, like it's kind of like the paparazzi when they're all up in your face and they're taking pictures and asking questions. You don't want them there, but it's like, that's their job. So they're comfortable in asking those questions. I don't know. It just felt kind of cringy to me in the beginning. I was like, she's clearly not trying to give you too many details and you're trying to force her to then I had to think Megan knew she was getting herself into for sure she was doing this interview like she knew that they were going to ask certain questions that were going to be hard and that's why in the beginning Oprah asked her is there anything that's off limits and Megan agreed she said there's nothing that's off limits so I just wanted to throw that note in there that it was very cringy especially in the beginning like you can tell it was like really awkward and I don't know if that's because she felt uncomfortable because Harry wasn't sitting next to her. I feel like she was more confident when he was there. I do agree, but I wasn't mad at Oprah. And maybe it's because I'm used to how she is. I'm used to her interviewing style. I've been watching her since I was a young girl because that's all my grandma used to watch. So I wasn't shocked at how she was asking the questions and the information she was trying to get. I wasn't shocked at that at all. But it did feel as though she was asking the questions, first of all, that everybody wanted to know. 
And Megan also opened up the floor for certain things too. And so when you do that with the interviewer, if they're doing their job correctly, they're going to ask the hard questions. And it's like, you, you do know that, but again, like you said, there weren't any boundaries that were crossed because she said that, you know, she was going to stop it where she wanted to stop as far as like names and things of that nature. But as far as the question actually being asked, it's, to me, it almost came out. She kind of wanted it to be out there that, yes, they were having conversations about how dark my children's skin color was going to be and so on and so forth. Um, but to your point, I definitely did feel for her. And even seeing the other side, I still do feel for her as a human being, first and foremost, right? For her to be in certain places mentally and emotionally, especially when you're pregnant and energy transfers, to literally be at the lowest point of your life that got me. I will say that I wish that Oprah was a little bit more empathetic when she was even responding to things like that. And I don't think she did that on purpose. I think she was just kind of in the zone. So she didn't really know how to like tap out a little. And it wasn't that she was rude. She could have eased into it a little bit. When I say to you that I'm at a point where I don't want to be on this earth anymore, you got to pause for a second because that's profound like that's not even something to play with that's real that's something that people go through every day to your point it started off a bit rough but I think that through the conversation they were able to find out a way and kind of like a dance a little bit with like how they were speaking and um, that made me a little bit more comfortable I didn't think Oprah was attacking her I do just feel like she was trying to get the nitty-gritty I also do think that Megan is a little bit naive. <laughs> I agree. I do think Megan is a little naive and this is not to blame the victim, but I do feel like the lack of research that was done on the For family. Sure. And I, I feel like just as a black woman, number one, especially when you're getting yourself into a situation where you know you may not be fully accepted. It's the situation that you're in. Like you cannot blatantly just step aside and, and trust the system. How many times in America have we trusted the system? They may act professional. They may act politically correct up front, but you know that there are underlying tones. You know that we have to avoid certain things in order to keep ourselves out of trouble or certain situations. And I just feel like when you're putting yourself in a position where you may potentially be marrying somebody, being with this person for the rest of your life, you need to firstly understand their situation. And honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I don't even know if Prince Harry truly understands his, his situation or his position. And I honestly don't feel like he's really taking it seriously. And I'm not saying that because he left or, you know, he ran away with Megan. So they're saying, but it's just the thought that you are a part of a monarchy. You are a prince. There are certain things that you should have done to ensure her safety. And that's not just with them having security with them. That's not just what happened inside where she's having a, a mental crisis and they're literally telling you, oh, we're not gonna help her. Right. But also the fact that you didn't even bring it up for a while. Right. And he opened- Kind of let it play out when you were born into this, so you know. You already know. I just feel like Harry did not have her full interest in mind or he didn't understand it's a double-edged sword because it's like on yeah. one hand we're expecting him to do his research too and know right. as well especially this being your family right. but then on the other hand it's like he's never been put in this situation before 
We already know there's a little controversy with his mother passing away. It's a bunch of craziness. So how do we really take those expectations and apply them to reality? That is like where I'm at. Here's the thing. You hit the nail on the head when you said you had to know how you were going to be treated. And this is why I ended with Megan is naive. And this is when I saw the other side of it. Because during the interview, again, I was feeling very sorry for her. I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. I was almost like Oprah when she was like, she was being sarcastic because there's no way, Oprah, you didn't know that they were having conversations about how dark the skin color was going. You were in the color purple. Just stop. Okay. You know. So it was, it was almost comical to me, her reaction to that. But I get it. Again, she was playing, she was doing what she was supposed to do as an interviewer. How did Megan grow up? I don't think she grew up identifying as a Black woman. Now, I'm not saying that she does not think that she is black but what i am saying is that she benefits off of the privilege of being biracial of being in the passing however when your ass got into the royal family you don't have blue eyes nor blonde hair your ass is black and so they're going to remind you every chance they get and that's exactly what they did and it's it's very sad it's so so sad it's so so sad because i feel like that awakening happened not only at her expense but at the expense of her child because again she was at her lowest when she was pregnant and so it's almost comical the way that megan just could not believe how they weren't sticking up for her how when the tabloids came out with a story that was contradictory to what actually happened on the back end, they let the story ride. And I get what you're saying when you said Harry should have stuck up for her in the like in the in the earlier parts, even when they were dating prior to. Mm-hmm. I was actually speaking to somebody who is currently in the UK when I did a workshop with them for black just black girl writers. First of all, she said that the racism is crazy out there too, so they only stay in a certain area really. Like they don't really go out of other areas just because it's that crazy and she said when they started dating from day one the tabloids were like you know straight out of Compton and just real derogatory critical and rude things racist things that were said and and comments made by the tabloids so if these comments were being made while y'all were dating you can't tell me that you didn't see the tabloids one you also can't tell me that you didn't think it had anything to do with race you Megan and you Harry because It's like, were you that like secure and comfortable with how you grew up in LA, how you were treated in LA and that being a black woman, but being on the fair skin side of things. So you got to pass for a lot of things and nobody probably ever came at you wrong and nobody probably ever assumed certain things about you. You probably didn't have the stereotypes or the stigmas and things of that nature that are blatantly thrown in your face her mom is my skin complexion. I was actually shocked to see that because I thought her mom was going to be a high yellow. I know that her dad is white, but no, her mom is my skin complexion. I'm like, how could you have not seen that coming? Mm -hmm. And this is not to blame you, but wake up, wake up, wake the fuck up. This is what it's been since the, since the beginning, especially in the Royal family. When you are in the Royal family, there are certain things that are just by the book. And I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that that's correct, but that's just how it is. It's been like that for centuries. So for you to think that you stepping in, I mean, they did that to Harry's mom, probably killed her. And so it's like, how did you think that you stepping in, you were going to be treated any better? Like, why did you think that you weren't going to be treated like how you were or even worse, you know? And I'm not saying that 
you should be okay with that. But why did you not foresee that? That's my issue with it, right? Because I feel like them doing this interview did a few things, right? Like it definitely exposed world family for what we knew it was to be already. But I feel like this is an unpopular opinion. I feel like Harry didn't do enough in the beginning. I feel like you already know your family. It's your job to protect her. And then for you to bring her in and marry her and father her child and sit here and know supposedly know her as you do and you would let her have these suicidal thoughts and she's telling you she needs help nobody's helping her and you keep silent about it I just feel like and for you guys to come on here and be like oh we're you know we moved away and we're starting this new life together that still doesn't address what happened correct and that like how could he even allow himself to be like I'm not going to say anything and that's that's on one hand but the other hand is like you're born into this already so I I can understand how he would not feel comfortable or feel like it was he was able to reach out but you didn't even try at the end of the day his issues are his issues so his issues with his family are his battles he shouldn't be bringing you or allowing you to be sucked into that and you're looking at him well that's his family life. That's what he has to go through. So I have to go through it too. And it's like, no, you are in control of your own life. You have the power to say, no, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to be strong in that. And I, I get it. Again, you being in the royal family, this is a different ball game. But again, if you think about it, it's really not. We are all humans at the end of the day. These rules and regulations that are put in place are put in place by other human beings. And once we free ourselves from the constraint and the rule of fear that somebody higher than us can run our lives, that's when you're truly free. And I feel like while the interview was definitely educational for a lot of people who didn't know what was going on, it also preaches a very dangerous narrative because you are giving him a pass on what happened Mm -hmm. as far as your mental. And that's all you have to take care of your kids, to run your household, to run your finances. Like, I don't know if you see where I'm getting, but that's what, that's what bothered me about it. I feel like you guys are getting on here and saying, oh, well, we just left. There's so much more to what's going on. And that's why I said I don't think Harry is being as honest or truthful about his position that he's playing in all of this than he's making it seem. I just don't buy it. That interview told me everything. Oh, you were, and her begging them, oh, please just keep his security and stuff. I'm like, but this man, like, what is he doing for you? Because that's not what he said. He said, okay, well, y'all just not going to give him security? Okay. Like, you know, I... I I don't know. It's teaching a dangerous narrative because even though we know, yes, that's a prince and she married into the royal family, blah, blah, blah. People don't think like that. People, when they see themselves in a position that may not have been possible before, they view themselves like that. So they put themselves in positions to do the same thing that they would. I I just feel like that's how, that's how the human mind works. That's how social media works. No, I agree. And like, even when they did move (laughs) and they said that the child wasn't going to be named. What? Right. How do you just break tradition like that? And that's another thing. This is the Royal family, right? There are laws and things of that nature that have been 
going down the line for centuries. And so you just get to choose when a child isn't going to be named Prince anymore. Like, how does that work? And then the whole relationship that Harry does or does not have the lack of relationship he has with like his brother and his father. Now I've known my mom is like so into this. So she has said that Harry's father has been an asshole from day one. So I didn't really expect much from him. You know, had a whole mistress probably set up to get Harry's mom killed, which is disgusting but he probably did and like there are certain things that happen just behind closed doors under the rug period that's just how masses work that's how they work right it's unacceptable but it happens and it's just like I don't understand how being a prince you could even get up and go to work every day knowing that your wife was suffering like that like and I'm not saying that you have to put everything on pause but maybe you did have to put everything on pause like maybe that is what I'm saying maybe you did have to put a halt on shit because y'all aren't doing what you're supposed to do that rubbed me the wrong way honestly her saying oh you know I'm I'm there every day by myself her wanting to go her she hadn't been out more than two times in four months the devil is a liar i have to ask the institution to walk my ass outside like that is prison and the thing is not really about like you know feeling sorry or not feeling sorry because again and this is why i asked how was she really raised and who what does she really identify with growing up because we're constantly in a mental prison when you live the life and you're treated as if you are a black person in America and other places as well, you are constantly more likely than not living in like this double vortex in your your mind. There's a certain way that you think, but you always think this way, you know, whereas white people can just think one way and that's it. They don't have to think about, they don't have to concern or, you know, consult anyone else about how they live their life. And we don't have that option. And so as the interview continued, I was, I was shocked. You know, it's funny because like, and this is why I still want to protect her in a sense. And again, she deserves protection, but she also should have protected herself as well. And yeah, you should have regretted trusting them because I don't know why you would have trusted them in the first place. When she said she was shocked that, you know, that they basically were willing to lie to protect the family and you're supposed to be married into the family so you're actually supposed to be the family okay so there were several conversations about how dark his skin was gonna be when the child was born it shocked me to an extent because I'm almost like okay you're doing this to be a rebel you know to have this interview to have your side out into the world but you're still protecting the people who were having conversations about your child Mm -hmm. exactly and oh it wasn't about it wasn't the queen and it wasn't his grandfather Granted, she might not have said anything. I'm not even putting that past her. However, they know the nature of the royal family. They probably didn't have to say anything Mm -hmm. for that conversation to to be brought up. And how are you still protecting these people? I just don't understand it. If they were so bad to you, right? If they treated you so bad, which I'm not denying that they did. And I'm not saying that, you know, two wrongs make a right. No, I'm not. But what I am saying is that if you're going to come out and talk about something, talk about it. Because that right there, like you said, it's propelling a dangerous narrative. And it's still hiding and keeping things in secret and in the dark that really need to be in the light in order for us to actually move forward. Like, what was your actual purpose of doing the interview? I feel like after after that, you know, it, like you were saying with 
them saying something about his skin color, the kid, their child's skin color. I'm like, Harry. So what you did was run back and tell your wife, what did you do to protect your family? Exactly. In and that it, moment. In that in moment. In that moment, they were probably, they exactly. were probably were making this. Matter of fact, as soon as they started dating is when they probably made the fact that, oh yeah, this child isn't going to be named. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he about to lose his security. Oh yeah, he about to lose his mm-hmm. social security. Like, how are you not catching that? That was never even in a question. And that, you know, you giving people the benefit of the doubt too. And then aside from all of that, Harry's never been not a part of the monarchy. So for you to just randomly just get up and move away, move to Canada and then move, now you're in Cali. Like you're making all these moves. Take away the title of being a prince. Take away just being in this sort of family that's so high looked up to. As a man, as a person who's never been outside in the real public world and being able to see different angles besides the stuff that you hear on TV, the decision was too quick for me because as fast as you leave, you'll be back in less amount of time and who's going to be left out in the dust your child and your wife even if you go back and they come with you it'll never be how you think it's going to be and for you it may be a certain way but for them it'll never feel how it should and even for the people inside you know like the sisters other cousins like this is not a system that they are running this system runs them and I I remember watching some video or reading some article about how this was all built this is a system that literally runs itself there's nobody who's willing to stand up and change the system because they're fearful of losing power they're fearful of not looking a certain way yeah even all being in cahoots with like the tabloids Mm -hmm. yeah but that's what that's what politicians do right even though this is this is a monarchy this is a different type of government Mm-hmm. that's what they do this and they're hard not hard. doing it because they necessarily want to it's the situation that they're put in that makes them do it yeah. that's the thing about that's exactly what I'm, stu- I'm studying sociology mm-hmm. because people in certain groups wherever they're grown up in whatever they've been allowed to see that's going to shape their perception of the world even if they may feel like this is wrong yes they're gonna go through what they what their group of people agree with nurture versus nature right exactly and it becomes the habit it becomes their everyday life like that's i remember i was watching some experiment too where people they basically had to choose something versus another thing And I don't really remember the whole thing, but what it taught me in the end is that people will decide based on the people who they feel are closest to their situation. That's the way that they tend to decide. Have you ever seen, I forget what it's called exactly, but it's a place where people were hired to be prisoners and police officers. They were hired. They're just random people from the street. You had to go through an extensive process um, mentally to make sure that you were mentally fit. And what happened was there were like, 15 people who were chosen as random prisoners and then the other 15 were going to be the the guards that's what they called them I think so I know they, what you're talking about I think I was thinking about that when you were mm-hmm. talking and they were like telling them that they had to like push a button to like or maybe to like do random like, stuff like if yeah they just do speak. random stuff and then yeah. it got to the point where it was like this is morally and ethically against everything that I believe but they still did it because they still did it because of the yeah. position that they were in for sure so yeah. it had nothing to do with whether this is yeah. right or wrong you will become what you surround yourself with you know I have such a hard time on on picking a side because I can't I I can't pick a side because yes 
as a black woman, I'm outraged by the conversation that's being had. But on the other hand, as a black woman, I know when to research certain things to not get myself in a certain position. And that's just because I've grown up as a black woman. Now, I don't know if her mom has shared with her the struggles that she's gone through. I don't know if her mom has actually gone through the struggles that a lot of everyday black American UK African women go through on a daily basis. I don't know. Yeah. But what I will say is that I am definitely on the fence about Harry mm-hmm. moving to the United States with her. I, I just don't see this being a long-term thing. Like you really left the queen of England, your grandmother for this woman, really as the prince. Yeah. And you're just going to say, oh, I'm cool with that because like, I just can't think as a person who's new to the world as it is, see you moving, making that move and being secure in your decision. That's, That's what I'm getting true. at. And then, you know, you're, they're like, oh yeah, you know, we talk and, you know, now I have the free, you know, Megan was like, I have the freedom to just call and, you know, see what's going on. Like I, I can just check in, you know, when I was there, I was, she and this is why I give kudos to Oprah because she said something about like she had to be silent um talking about I think it was like the tabloids and Oprah was like you had to be silent or you were silenced because those are two different things and yeah I just I feel like in so many instances she was silenced and I don't I don't think that, like you said, they are being completely truthful with like how people are actually feeling and how people are taking it on the inside Mm -hmm. as far as the institution, tabloids, X, Y, and Z, Um, and really his family. I mean, I know that he was close to his mom, but I know for a fact he doesn't have a good relationship with his father. And I think that the relationship with his brother is kind of so-so because he didn't even really he didn't delve too deep into that. He just said, you know, that's always going to be my brother and we're always going to have some sort of communication. Um, But I do feel like they may have grown up a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom was also saying that Harry has always been the son who kind of had his own mind in a sense and wasn't necessarily subjected to the ways and the nature of the royal family, even though he grew up in it, he always had a mind of his own. And I do feel like even though you're born into something, when you are destined for a certain thing and when your mind works a certain way, then you gravitate towards that way. But yeah, I think it's, again, I don't know too much about the royal family, but I think that it is odd that he did leave. I understood that you know, the, the surface gesture of why they had to go. But I also feel as though if this has been happening and I get, I get that it's so above them and there's a lot of different layers, but if this has been happening for so long and it's really an issue, like within the entire institution and the family, what did leaving really do? Right. So it goes back to what was the purpose of the conversation and why did you guys really leave? I'm glad that you're happy. It really is important for the mental health of your kids. Honestly, it really, really is. But the bigger picture, like, what is it like, you know, like, what are we getting at? And I think that was, that was the biggest angle for me. I thought that Oprah was trying to get at, and that's why she was trying to get names. Like she was trying to pull more stuff out of you because Mm -hmm. you asked to sit down. We got to get to it. 
I think that overall it was, like you said, it was a great conversation. I think it opened our eyes to a lot of things, but it also told us it confirmed things that we already knew. And it also opened up a doorway and a pathway for other things to to be delved a little bit deeper into. But it's like you guys were the people to do it because you were there. You know, you guys were the the ones to start that new generation, not generation, but new tradition or and not just leave like I don't know girl I don't know it's a, <sighs> it's a lot to the situation for sure. but I, I you know I think that the biggest thing for everybody to take away from it is yeah. to do your research on somebody no matter who it is if it seems too good to be true it is and okay. you need to do your own <laughs> research you need to protect yourself and not leave that in the hands of someone else because look at where that got her like dealing with all of that dealing with her wedding dealing with postpartum dealing with being a new mom dealing with being black in a white setting like there's there's so, a lot that she had to deal with and I feel like a lot I, I don't know if that's worth it to them if they feel like they were destined for this so that they can meet and so Harry can you know flourish and truly be that person that he feels like he's always been on the inside then maybe this is something that needed to happen but at the end of the day, just make sure your reasoning behind what you're doing is solely with your own intention. You just need to be in control of your of what happens to you. And that's not in a sense of you can control everything. That's just in the sense of set yourself up for success. And even if you feel like this is too good to be true and I don't want to find out or something, you're afraid to, to look up the details, mm-hmm. you still need to do that for you because in the, at the end of the day, the person that's going to suffer is you. I don't feel like Harry really suffered anything. No. I feel like he was just on the back burner. Well, he was like, okay, oh, this is great. happening to her. This is not yeah. happening to us. Literally. As it should be. As, as we think it should be. But him being in the position that he is, as a white man, as a prince, he's not going to feel the same things that we feel. So because Never. we know, we have, to, we have to put those boundaries in place, period, at all times. If your love is that strong... He will do his research to understand where you're coming from. And maybe he did. And maybe that's why he moved. And maybe he's like, this is the life that I want to live. And them being the couple that they are, very modern, very different from what the kingdom has ever seen. Maybe that's why they felt comfortable doing the interview. Maybe that's why they wanted to do it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they, they felt like they needed to expose what actually happened to them right inside and more of Megan because I feel like Harry would have been good either way and they have that right you know everybody again everybody has that right to speak their truth um not to force you to do anything but again it just goes back to the intention and for me Megan it really goes to knowing yourself Mm -hmm. and like you said we don't know how she was raised we don't know how her parents were raised but we do know that her father was a white male I mean people grow up certain way even though they are black if you're very if you're well off you don't experience certain things because you're sheltered from that and so we don't know how Megan grew up it is imperative to not only know who you are but also know your role and position and how people see you in society and that's not to take on that perception and that identity and those stigmas and those stereotypes that people give you, but it's to have a clear understanding, a clear mindset, and just knowledgeable of, again, like you said, the positions that you put yourself in, not only for yourself, the picture is bigger than us. So it's those that come after you as well. You have to have your best interest if no one else is going to have it. And again, we know that 
Uh, but when you grow up a certain way and when you grow up with privilege, sometimes you tend to forget that. And I guess that is OK. We're not perfect. We're humans. It really sucks that she was at her lowest at that time. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, sometimes you really do have to have those rude awakenings and those slaps in the face at certain times in your life for you to actually come back to your true self. And I really hope that that's what it did for her. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. Me too. Me too. Yeah. And I'm definitely, you know, praying for them and their, her sure. well-being and her, her child because her, their child did not ask for this. They did nope. not ask to be put in a situation. Yeah. Granted, none of us did when we're born into the families that we're born into. Right. But I, I just really pray for that new mind. I honestly have nothing negative to say about their family dynamic. I feel like I have a few negative things to say about Harry, but not about the family dynamic. But I just hope that that is what they really want to do and it's not just for show and it's not just something temporary that they're just doing just to try to act like they're strong and they don't need anybody else the royal family already thinks that Megan is dictating everything yep so that's the narrative they're letting being put out there yeah exactly and if Harry decides to go back to his family Megan needs to be protected at all costs and that's how I feel that's how, period that's how I feel and I hope that he continues to put them first I hope that this is not just a ploy it really takes you a while to really know somebody through and I through agree. and I, I don't think Harry truly knows himself because the situation that he's been put in that's not his fault but do you have to deal with that that's correct and I hope Megan does what she needs to do to protect herself and her children because now mm-hmm. it's not you now you know what it's like to not to be here on this earth and I know for a fact as a mother you do not want that for your children Mm -hmm. so you need to figure it out you need to figure it out now you need to put things in place and you need to come back to us (laughs) yeah come back sis (laughs) but yeah great great conversation and I'm glad we talked about it if anybody else has any other thoughts please do not hesitate to email us or comment because there's so much we could say, honestly. There's not. Yeah, there was a lot. It was a lot to it. And it's also been a few weeks, too. Since For sure. Out, so the hype has kind of died down about it, but the yeah. message is still the same. So Always. that's what's most important. Yeah, I think that's good. That's good. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. We love you. Watch, listen, next week, we already know what we're talking about next week. We're going to get it on and cracking. We are coming back to you guys. Try to get more consistent, but life is crazy. So listen, have no expectations of us and you won't be disappointed. You feel me? Got (laughs) you. Yes, but no, seriously, thank you guys so much for listening, for tuning in, for sharing, for liking. We really appreciate it, for saving. Continue to do so, continue to tune in and we will be back with you next week. Again, we love you, we love you, we love you. Our Instagram is Space Time and Energy Podcast. And you can email us at spacetime and energy podcast at gmail.com. And uh, there are no further antics today. <laughs> Thank we you guys. Go. Love you so much. Love you so, so much. And we'll see you next time. Bye.